0: to your student life. You're listening to Ram Air, Student Radio.
1: Hey everyone, um, Cynthia is here of course and um, today on the show we're talking to our politicians, our Um, leaders to actually um, encourage students to be involved in local politics in Bradford. And of course, in the studio with me today, I've got David Green. He is, um, of course, an alumni of the University of Bradford. And very interestingly, he was the president at some point in 1980. (laughs) Two. 1982. I was sitting in my mother's womb. (laughs) David Green is the councillor of the Whipsy district and of course he is in the studio this afternoon chatting with us. I'm so happy that you're in the studio. How do you feel coming back to the uni?
0: It's uh, always interesting to see the changes that have happened in terms of the buildings and the layout. But uh, it, it's always an odd feeling. I've most probably been here more since I left university than I was when I was supposed to be here. But that's something you need to take up with me, lecturers. <laughs>
1: How was life living, um, growing up in Bradford for you?
0: Well, I didn't grow up in Bradford. I came up here from London. I was born and bred in London. Mm. Um, I was working as a residential social worker, In children's homes in North London, Tottenham, Haringey, Mm. uh, Wembley. uh, Decided I wanted to get qualified as a social worker. Yes. Applied to Bradford and got in.
1: Applied social science.
0: Applied social studies, um, which was, I don't know whether it's changed its name since, the social work course. Uh, Came to Bradford, uh, partly because of getting involved in politics. Uh, and partly because I then had a change of heart about my career. I didn't complete my degree. I became a sabbatical officer at the university and then in West Yorkshire area NUS and then went on from there.
1: Amazing. Um, I mean, you've had a very, very good journey. We uh, were talking before the show, and I was saying that, I mean, it's actually very interesting because you started um, politics very young. Um, how can young people get involved in local politics in Bradford?
0: Well, two things. One is I did start in politics very, very young, Uh I used to leaflet my local area when I was about three because my mum was involved in politics. Three! Yeah. So me and my sister would be sent up to put the leaflets through letterboxes and my younger brother at the time, who was still in his pram, was covered in leaflets because it was a good way of carrying them around. Um, So I think I had a sort of family history of political activity. I do think... Um, And it's for your listeners to judge that the split between the university and the wider Bradford community is growing. I don't think it's as integrated as... And I may have rose-tinted spectacles on here, but it's not as uh, close as it was in my day. There was a lot of involvement by students... Both in terms of the student union and individuals, with activities and issues uh, in and around Bradford, um, with the trade union movement, with mm. the council, with political parties of all hues, mm. um, and I don't, I don't see that uh, particularly at the moment, and I don't know whether that's a fault of the city, the university, or. The students, if you can call it fault, but there's not that cross-engagement between all those aspects of it.
1: Sadly. Um, I, I know that, of course, you had... Your, in your manifesto, did you have anything to do with students? or Can you give us a detail? Like, what really stood out for you in your manifesto?
0: In terms of the local elections, uh, mm. as I say... Um, The area I represent is a mile up the road from here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would be honest and say that there's not been a huge amount in our local manifesto Mm. regarding students, but there are particular student issues. Clearly, student finance is one. Um, The uh, way that the government over the last few years has been privatising the education, and I hold my hand up, Some of the stuff that the Labour government of 97 to 2010 did uh, also resulted in some of that. But I go back to what I said. If the issues that affect students affect affect young people, you know, are you going to have a job? Are you going to have somewhere to live that that you want to live, uh, that is of decent quality? Uh, Climate change... um, Crime; those are all issues that actually affect young people more than most of the rest of the population. So, whilst I haven't got, whilst I can't point to anything in what I'm doing up in Wibsey that specifically relates to students, there is a lot that relates to young people, and also the population in general, because. Uh, I think sometimes we get too hung up on is this about old, older people, is this about younger, younger people? people, is this about middle-aged people. You know, I'm sure you haven't thought about it and I've only just really started trying to get my head round where where I am with mm. it all, mm. is at some point you hope to get a pension.
1: Sure. <laughs> it's sure. a long way away and sure. I never
0: thought about it, but Eventually. What, we, what we as politicians and the state, to today mm. is going to affect where you're going to be in 30, 40 years' time. Very true. So you need to be aware of it, even if mm. it's not something that is going to be topmost of your agenda. But
1: how can, how can we engage students? How can we make sure that so students know this?
0: Well, I think there's a number of things that you can look at. One is the student union. Okay. Back And again, I'm sounding like an old fogey, and many would argue that I am. But back in the day, okay. we had a non-sabbatical officer whose main and only job was to go out and look to create those links with external bodies in the district. Yes. Um, so that they would have links with, for instance, trad- local trade unions council. Yes. They would have links with Council of Voluntary Services, they would go out and speak to local politicians you have three councillors around yes, here yes yes i don't know if you've ever invited them yes onto ramat and whether they've come or not i don't know mm. but you know making those political both with a capital p and small p mm. is the university the council has relationships and good relationships with the university but I don't know that that gets reflected down to the student body, and whether those links are there. And finally, because it's not an on all one-way street, yeah. You know, How are you've you? Got, I don't, you've got thousands of students here, mm. who, you know, many young people I talk to say I'm not voting. I'm not interested in politics, mm. And when you talk to them, they are interested in politics. They might not be interested in. Labour Party politics politics. or conservative politics or liberal politics, but they have a political interest. It might be the Middle East. Yes. It might be employment. It might be education. It might be crime. That's all politics. Yes. But if you then uh, move away from the political process you're not going to influence it. So I'm not saying that everyone should join a political party. (laughs) What I am saying is give your local councillors, give your local MPs your views, let them know what is concerning to you, but also do something yourself. I believe in activism. Mm. um, And I think, uh, going back to what I said earlier, Mm. I think universities have become, and possibly university students I'm not qualified to say, have become to look much more at what's going on internally rather than what's going on outside.
1: Why, sorry sorry to interrupt you. Why do you think this is so? And before now, was it different?
0: Yeah. I mean, we used to, as a, a student body, not f- tens of thousands. In fact, I only think there was about 5,000 students at Bradford University when I was here. Mm. So it wouldn't have been tens of th- but there always used to be a significant student presence at local political activities.
1: Why did it change? Do you know? Uh,
0: some of it is down to student finance, I think. Okay. You know, if mm-hmm. I I was lucky, I got a grant. Okay. Um, I still left with a massive overdraft, but I got a grant. <laughs> um, but I think that if you are the person who knows that you're racking up significant student debt, you're going to be much more concentrated on getting getting your degree, getting a good, you know, and you're going to be concentrating on that rather than looking externally quite possibly. I think there's also something about uh, there's been a general decline in political activity, be that voting, Mm -hmm. party membership of all political parties, trade union membership. I agree. Um, There's a lot of people now who are getting much more involved in pressure groups like the Climate Change Activists, Extinction Rebellion, Mm -hmm. um, some, and uh, sort of charitable works. And that's almost taken over on an individual basis from the... Party politics and that involvement. But I think the communication between the student body here mm-hmm. and the the, the, body. The, the the bodies out there, be it the council or the health service or um, anything else, has is not as good as it could be
1: that's why, yeah. I totally agree with you. Whilst that is happening, there are still loads of people who are genuinely um, interested in politics and who want to definitely go for political roles. What would be your advice for them?
0: Listen, you have your own views and that's why you want to go into politics. I have got my own views. Um, And I went into politics once and I went in... I went in basically because I was right. (laughs) You know, the bottom line is I went in because I was right uh, and I was going to tell everybody and explain to them why I was right and they were wrong. What I learnt was actually I wasn't always right uh, and I'm not always right. Mm. And you need to listen to different points of view and consider it. Um, And I'm not suggesting that you listen to a Nazi... Uh, and go away and consider their view. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I am saying is that other points of view which have arisen through that individual's own personal experience, you need to be able to debate with them. Mm. Um, you, You need to be able to listen to them, to take on board at least some of what they're saying and reflect on it, but also to argue back in a way that, you know, isn't just a I'm I'm right and them saying I'm right and I think that issue of debate and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean watering down your views. But if you sure. want True. if you want you know, as a local councillor I try and represent the ten and a half, eleven thousand people who can potentially vote for me in my sure. patch. That means that on occasion you know, you put up with somebody telling you that you're a completely not a pillock, which happens quite a lot to me. Lot. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but um, sometimes you sort of listen to what they've got to say and the reasons why They're saying that. they say it. And you don't have to agree. You can actually push back. You can actually, you know, I've mm. had debates with a lot of people, not particularly in my ward, but across the Bradford district when mm. it comes to discussing things like race. Now, there are some people who are beyond the pale, the British National Party, English Defence League, and the, mm. but some of the people who are on the periphery of them, if you sit and talk with them and you can point out some mm. of the fallacies... But they're coming because they've listened to the EDL or the BNP or whoever and you can point out that actually they're wrong, you know, you start pushing back. Now those people are not out and out racists, or they're not out and out misogynists, or they're not out and out uh anti Semites. But if you if you you get further It takes longer, but you get further. If with those people you sit down and you push back, but there are is that hardcore, and there always will be that hardcore who are beyond the pale, who you're not gonna, you know, you don't have that debate with because they're they are so hard and fast. Actually, they are out and out racist, misogynist, anti semites, Um, and you. You know, that is where you get into the no platform type areas. But the vast majority of people, most people, I'm sure if you and I sat and talked in general for any length of time, you would discover something that I believe that you do not approve of, that you might even find offensive. And you can either say, right, that's it, Dave, I'm going to turn this recording (laughs) off because it's offensive. Yes. Or you can have that... Le- and I can learn. And I think that there is that fine balance between, if you like, the no platform and they shall not pass, mm. which I don't have a problem with. But where do you set that bar? And I think that's, that's an issue in terms of if you want to get into politics. That's what you, you, set, you set your You have your line in the sand. The danger is if you set that line in the sand
1: mm.
0: at the wrong point either way. You know, um, but the other thing about if you want to get involved in politics is start from the ground up. You ain't going to suddenly, you ain't suddenly going to become leader of Bradford Council or, or an MP. Yeah, prime minister. You're, yeah, you've got to put in that groundwork. And, yes. Uh, and it's hard. Mm. And it's depressing.
1: Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what a lot of people don't know.
0: Well, of course, it. if when I stand for election and I go and knock on somebody's door and mm. they say I'd vote for anybody before I voted for you because you're a complete and utter pillock, it's hard. Yeah. I've grown a thick skin, but you <laughs> need a bit of that, you know, yeah. because not everybody's going to love you. True, true. Um, You know, and a lot of people are going to either hate you personally un- or hate your party yeah. or and hate unfo- what you stand unfortunately,
1: for. Unfortunately, as a politician, you can show it. Whilst you're with them, you still have to keep the smiley yeah. face and, and still yeah, yeah. raise yeah.
0: up. Uh, and you need a sense of humour to deal with that sort of thing. <laughs> um, you know, I'd s- okay. it's uh, okay. it's it, you know it's a hard slog. It's hard work. It mm. can be depressing,
1: mm.
0: but as you move up and as you make it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure anybody who wants to do it can make it. The benefits, not because I got to be leader of Bradford Council, which I did for a while, mm. not because. Working hard, I managed to do good things for Bradford. Things I remember are mm. the things I did for my constituents, be it getting them to the right school. Amazing. Um, sorting out a planning application, improving mm. road safety. Those are the things, mm. you know, and if you want to be a big I am, mm. you, you must probably will do well in politics in terms of where you get to, Mm. but you won't achieve much. Doing that grunt work, doing Mm -hmm. that stuff where, you know, you're helping Mrs. Miggins. That's a reference to Blackadder for anybody who's too young to remember Blackadder. (laughs) Um, But, you know, by helping Mrs. Miggins get little Johnny Miggins Mm -hmm. into the, the school that is right for him, by helping Mrs. Miggins... Get the planning application through that she needs for her disabled child or for her own disability. That's the core groundwork of what you what you do.
1: Don't forget this: at people that you don't even know.
0: No, they just ring up, pick up the phone, send you an email, stop you on the street. Yes. Um, You know. And the final thing I'd say is walk. (laughs) If you're a politician, walk.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Because a people can stop you on the street. Yes. And B, you notice a hell of a lot more than you do if you're driving from A to B.
1: And you can also get to know, like, the real yeah. the real thing yeah. people are going through. Yeah. I mean, and,
0: you know, I, these people, I don't drive, so I don't have any choice. But mm. uh, I struggle with people who drive everywhere, even short distances, and the amount of stuff that they miss that if they'd walked, they would have picked up.
1: Yes. I mean, and these are the stuff that are really, really important.
0: Yeah, and they're silly little things. Mm. Um, but in terms of political activity, be it mm. left, right, or centre, mm. they're important. You know, if there is anybody out there who's thinking about going into politics, mm. they will go into it for their own reasons. And some of them will go into it because they want to become an MP. True. Some of them will go into it because they want to become a councillor. Some of them will go into it because of a particular subject that drives them. Mm. Um, So people... For genuine reasons, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, all of those are fine. Mm. Uh, Although I would say that those who are the most successful politicians are the ones that go in because something that drives them, not because they want to have a position. I became a councillor, and I think I can say this, I'm just trying to think back to... uh, The early nineties, one. I became a councillor because I was actively involved in the Labour Party in Bradford, and I was looking at many of our councillors and thinking I could do that, Mm. and I could do. I thought, and still believed at the time, that I could do it better. And so somebody said, "Well, put your money where your mouth is." So I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, For you, what has been the best experience or best moment in your journey, and of course. The very
0: not funny moment. I mean, it's difficult to say. As I say, going back to mm. the issue about uh, the individual cases, you know, uh, and I will give an example, and it does resonate with me still, despite the fact I think it was the first school appeal I ever dealt with, which would have been oh. 19... well, yeah, 1991-2.
1: Oh.
0: And it was an individual family they wanted their child to go to a particular school because they had a really good music department Mm. and their daughter was really good at music and at 11 was saying I want to become a professional museum so I fought the case it was a time you could win school appeals and I won it and she went to this particular school and about 12 years later, I was walking through Bradford City Centre and somebody said, oh, Councillor Green. And I didn't recognise them. They said, you won't remember us. We're Mr and Mrs. Da, da, da. Um, and they said, you... And I said, oh, yeah, I sort of... Because it was a particular name. And they said, well, yes, yeah, she went to that school. She then went on to university to do music and she's now in one of the big symphony orchestras. Oh. And so, actually... That was something, yeah, and, you know, it was great to win the school appeal, but to know, it wasn't me that got her into a symphony orchestra, course, it was her. But um to know that you'd actually been able to have that influence is really good. You know, we did other things. We finished City Park. We got Broadway built. We, you know, did all those sort of mm. things. But actually, for me, it's that it, that Dreams, young woman yeah. whose dream... I had a little hand in mm-hmm. getting her fulfilled. Hmm. And there's a lot more like that that Amazing. actually makes makes you sort of think, yeah, I'd, you know, at the end of all of this, when I sit in dribbling I'm, in me armchair I'm at happy. home, I'll, I'll, I'll have done, st- I'll have changed somebody's life for the better. Amazing. I'm happy what I did. Yeah.
1: So, um... Quickly, we're going to wrap this up. What's
0: next for you? Any other thing you'd... Uh, I can't see beyond next Thursday because I'm an election (laughs) agent. Um, So basically, try to make sure that we get as good a result as we can on 4th of May. Mm. People out there need to be aware that if you haven't got a postal vote, you're going to need voter ID. Um, So make sure when you go to the... A, go and vote. And whilst I'd love you to vote for the Labour Party, of which I'm a member, actually, I'd just like you to go and vote for whoever you think is the best candidate. But take ID with you so that you don't get turned away. So that's my big thing uh, for the moment. And then after next week, just go back to nose to the grindstone, trying to deal with a shed load of constituency work that we're picking up during the election and trying to, uh, if you can't solve the issue, at least explain to people why.
1: Amazing. Thank you very much, Councillor Thank, Thank you. I was going to ask you how you um, do family and still do, like, your political work.
0: Um, how do you combine it's, it? It's tough. When my son was born uh, in 94, his first outing was to a neighbourhood forum He stopped it. He stopped all the angry people shouting at me because he looked very cute when he was. Um, It's tough. It's, you know, what I would say is if you're in a relationship and going into politics, make sure your partner's on board with it and knows what it's going to mean. If you're going to politics and you're not in a relationship, but go into one later on, Make sure uh, your partner's aware what he or she is taking on because partners of politicians are the unsung heroes and children are the unsung heroes of the whole thing because um, you can be out four or five nights a week at meetings that nobody understands And come home talking in (laughs) councilese that nobody outside City (laughs) Hall understands either.
1: (laughs) Especially the children; they never ask for it.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, my my son my son's grown up and he always votes, but I don't think, having seen me, he'll ever get involved in political activity. But he will always vote.
1: Thank you very much, Councillor Green, for coming to the studio to talk to us. And you're already there. I'm so excited we're doing this. Um, Thank you for coming. No problem. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Oh, my God.